resumes, we have career coach Kim here to do some myth busting. Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio. We're ready to discuss the top five resume writing myths. Hi, this is Daniel Laxtons. This is Leo Laxtons. And this is the Dream Job Radio Show, presented by 30careers.com. Remember to go to dreamjobradio.tv, check our upcoming shows, leave a question or comment for one of our future guests by clicking on Contact Us. And if you also like to ask a question, you can tweet us. You can tweet me at Daniel Laxtons, or you can also tweet Leah at Leah Laxtons. That's right. So today we have a very special guest returning with us for the second time. She's career coach Kim. It's Kim Marino. She's a career coach, and she's the founder of JustResumesUSA.com and CareerCoachKim.com. Experienced with over 25 years of writing professional resumes and coaching talented, motivated professionals to prepare for interviewing, social networking, and salary negotiating, Kim is a nationally published author of six resume career books that are available online and in bookstores. She has been invited to speak as a resume expert on national television, been featured on 26 city radio author tours nationwide, and she's an absolutely wonderful, fun person to talk with. She absolutely is. Well, today she's here to share the five resume writing myths. So, Kim, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Well, we're so happy to have you back. It's, it's great. Uh, some good advice that we're looking forward to. And so one of the things that we're trying to find out whether it's true or not, is it true for uh, a professional resume should always be written in chronological order format? That is a resume writing myth uh-huh. that I would like to expose right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely not true. It would be true if you were continuing in the same profession and your entire employment history shows you moving up. It shows progress because the reason for the chronological format is for the professional moving up and showing progress with every job, not just with some of them or most of them. So um, that's a myth. Um, If you are not moving up, if you're changing careers, for example, or even making a lateral change, you don't want to use the chronological resume format. It will not work for you. All right, so so first myth exposed here. There we go. (laughs) There we go. So another question for you, uh, Kim. So let's say that a person's over 50 years old. They have 30 years experience. Do they really have to include all of their jobs on uh, their professional resume if they have that much experience? Absolutely not. And that is something that a lot of people over 50 are out there looking for work for the very first time in in many, many years, some 20 years or 30 years. And uh, that's one of their biggest fears. Mm -hmm. And it's not true. So that's another myth that I'd like to expose here now. Um, The employer is only looking on the resume to see what you've accomplished going back 10 to 15 years. That's great. You know, my, so that's for everybody. I still remember my grandmother saying, uh, you know, uh, that you have to have all this information on a resume when I was younger. And, uh, you know, of course, she always told me that I should have a pink house, a white picket fence, and 2.3 children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was raised the same way. <laughs> so, yeah, so you only have to go back um, 
10 to 15 years, just like everybody else. However, there's one other piece I'd like to add for those that do have a, a job prior to the 15 years that they think would add value to include that. And you can put that or, or other jobs in that category in a separate section called previous employment. And because it's another section, you can change the format a little bit by not putting the dates at all hmm. and in that section and just put one-liners, you know, hmm. job title, company name, uh, city, state. And that way the employer does know what you've accomplished going back with the date 10 to 15 years. And you can also show them that you've had this other title or, or worked for this other company as well. So on that note, I've heard um, it said that say, you know, you're going for a sales job and let's say your last 30 years, maybe you've had, you know, you had sales experience and you did something different and then you did more sales experience that maybe on the resume you would only include your sales experience. Is that true or should you still put everything so it doesn't look like there's gaps? Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I just had somebody that actually paid another professional writer $400 to write a resume, and um, wow. he saw me on LinkedIn, and, and he sent me his resume asking my professional opinion, and he had just gotten this. What I didn't know, but he, he hired me to redo it, but what I found out was that he was going after a job that he had experience on going back to the bottom of the second page. This was a two-full-page resume already, wow. and it was chronological, and it was the very last job that only demonstrated what he was going after now. Oh. And when he told me that, I, I couldn't believe that they put together a, a chronological resume, but he told me that they said they don't do chronological, but he didn't understand what that meant, so he just went ahead and you know had them write, write it. So we rewrote his resume in a functional style, and that if you're making a, a career change, like that because that is a career change because it's co it's going from a, a career that you had many years ago. Is that what you mean, Leah? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. This is exactly what you do that will land the interviews. You he probably he wasn't going to land any interviews with that resume. And some of our, some of our listeners may not have uh, heard the previous show that we that you were on, but can you explain what a functional uh, resume is? Just you know, for some that maybe are just listening to the show. Okay, a functional, I'd be happy to, a functional resume is the resume format for anyone changing careers, hands down. You want a functional resume. And the functional resume should have all the same information that the chronological resume has. It needs to also include your employment history. Some people that don't know how to write them don't include that piece, but you, you want every section, but it's formatted different to highlight your skills. It's a skills-focused resume instead of uh, what you did in each job. So what we do is we separate your employment history. I call the employment history in a functional career summary, uh -huh. and I list your job title, company name, city, state, and the years in the on all in one line, each job starting with the most recent and going backwards in uh, a, the career summary. And underneath that will be the selected accomplishments. And under the selected accomplishments, for example, if this was a sales uh, resume, let's say it's sales management, we would put in, in bold and underlined sales management. I'd highlight 
I try to find three skills that would cover everything. So I'll give you three skills now to give you an example of a sales manager. Sales management would be one skill, and then we would, I would write, or you would want to write at least three or four bullet points of accomplishments um, that you held in the sales management role. And the next section might say uh, new business development. So you, and then you would write three or four bullet points, and each one being a very specific separate accomplishment in a new business that you've developed for the company or companies. Because in this format, it's not for just one job. It's for all the jobs you've held in that in that role. It's a- wow. So with okay, Leah's question, yeah. with yeah, Leah's so- question that, that means then that the uh, person that was going for that sales position if they left out information, maybe that new employer maybe thought of uh, they could have actually put them in a different selection or a different area of yeah, the company. Yeah, so definitely a functional resume uh, would work the best. And, you know, maybe we could tell people, too, that if you do have any questions about uh, this types of resumes, uh, that Kim did an excellent show back on May 21st with us. Be sure to go and play that show uh, either after or before, you know, while you're listening to this show. And because uh, I know that we talked a lot about the different styles of resumes back then, you did an excellent job of explaining, you know, a lot of about that. I think it was just called resume makeovers. Resume makeovers. Yes. Yeah. What number is it in the list? Uh, number, 14 number fourteen on the iTunes list. So, um, so yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. That you know, for every basically depending on the scenario, there's many styles of resumes that a person can choose to go with. Right. Another skill, just to add quickly, yeah. for a sales manager would be team development. And you want to add three, three or four bullets oh, to that. There you go, yeah. Wow. Those would be four, three, three, six, nine, nine or 12 accomplishments completely focused on the jobs you're going after. So they're not going to, they're going to see what you've accomplished. They're going to want to meet with you. Uh huh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're listening to the Dream Job Radio Show. We have our special guest, Kim Marino. She is uh, Career Coach Kim, and she's also the founder of JustResumesUSA.com. But um, we're um, talking about resumes. So do you think um, maybe a person doesn't have a degree? And some may say, well, is it, you know, that you really shouldn't bother with including your education? But is that true? No, it's absolutely not true. In fact, I just interviewed somebody yesterday to write a resume. This uh, she's graduated in 2008 and uh, with a degree in equine science. And but then through the interview, she just casually mentioned that she had 75 credits. She didn't get the degree, but she almost had got one in physics. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's a lot of credits in physics. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's not, you don't have to have that many to do what I'm about to tell you. But when she told me that, I said, yes. Let's put this on. It's absolutely, absolutely going to add value. It's going to make you stand out. Somebody that's looking for, she was actually looking for something in sales using her equine. She wanted to be out there with people and, oh. and, and selling and just, it was more being around people and being out than working directly with the animal. She wanted to use, you know, with the horses, she wanted to use her equine degree and experience. She had a lot of really cool experience. But that physics almost a physics degree or even majoring in that for two and a half years towards a four-year degree really makes her stand out over somebody else that does not have that. 
Wow. So you think even though she was going towards sales, that still was a good, you think that was a good um, uh, point then to have on the resume? For her, it would be because it's um, the sales. She's going for a sales, selling to veterinarians. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, I see the connection. Yeah, chemistry, science, just it shows how extremely smart she is. Uh Absolutely. And and I think it's really important to add this. Uh, If you don't have a degree and you've earned either a certain amount of years or credits towards a degree, you put the I, – I like to actually, on my client's resumes, I'll put if they're going after a bachelor's but they didn't receive it, I would put BS degree, what the major was, the university, city, state, and if you're about to graduate, I would put the expected graduation date. But if it's just something that happened in the past that you earned, like I – I have a lot of people that may have earned maybe close to or 42 credits towards degree. So mm-hmm. underneath that line, you would put in parentheses earned 42 credits towards degree. And that way you get full credit for credit, what you know, credit due to you. I on love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, you know, so they know that you've only earned that, but that you're also giving yourself full credit for that. And I'm, it does I'm show changing my resume tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most that, people don't think to do that. No. I like yeah. That. You think that, um, you know, I guess if you've maybe changed your major or whatever, that that's all just a big waste. But this puts it in a much better light that, you know, you haven't wasted your time, that that still can be worthwhile. Nice. It shows motivation. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people have things like life happens and makes a hundred. They have to make a hundred eighty degree turn. Mm-hmm. You know? So this will, you know, this shows something that somebody that doesn't have it on the resume would add value to your resume. Absolutely. So. All right. So we have another myth busted. So let's go on and ask you, Kim. Let's say uh, a person just graduated with a sustainable energy degree. Uh, their GPA is 3.0. Uh, is it true that that has to be included on the resume, the 3.0 grade point average? This is another myth to be exposed because the truth is no. The answer is no. The, the reason you want to put your degree on your resume is some employers, some companies require a GPA of 3.5 or higher. Most do not. But the ones that do, it would add value for you to put 3.5 or whatever your, if it's higher, 4.0 or 3.75 on your resume. But if it's below that, there's no reason to even put your GPA because okay. that's, that's the cutoff that employers are specific companies, that's what they want. So anything below 3.5, leave, leave off the resume. I would recommend leaving it off, yes. Wow. Cool. Hey, I got, I unless, gotta... unless you see specifically somebody saying 3.0, but typically mm-hmm. it, it's really the 3.5 or above when they have a requirement like that at all. And yeah. below 3.0, probably just best not to mention it <laughs> ever. <no? laughs> yeah. hey, I got a curveball for you. Um, okay. Is it is it true? Is it a myth? Um, how do I put? It? <laughs> is it a myth? Is it a myth that? Um, and this is for uh, our baby boomers that maybe are writing their resume for the first time in thirty years. Is it a myth 
that the objective is now supposed to be left off? You know, they're replacing the objective with branding, a branding, branding yourself. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I've left the objective off for a long time, um, and actually it's the word objective, but the branding is still explain there. That. Oh. The branding becomes the objective, and then your whole resume is focused on that brand that you give yourself. Hmm. So, so for if example, you're a McDonald's uh, guy or... If you're, I'm, sorry. I'm just teasing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't be advertising for them. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't eat there. <laughs> Chipotle. There we go. Yeah. yeah Chipotle. Burger. Sorry. No, that that I think that stumps a lot of people. Though we have a lot of uh, baby boomers that you know went kind of I guess are shocked by that. They that the objective is gone now. And, um, of course, it's still in the template in Microsoft Word. I think that probably <laughs> throws people off. It's like, but it's in this template. But, Be so careful about good. those templates. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. It's uh, I think like trying to do surgery on yourself a little bit, right? It's like you're you have the tool, but do you know how to use it? <laughs> yeah, you you want to go to a professional. Uh, do you want me to explain the branding? Kind of give a visual. Yeah, that'd be great. Of, yeah, of what that is. Um, for example, uh, the in fact, let me pull out Lauren's. I just did her. Resume. She's the equine person, but I've been doing this for many years. Actually. That's a really interesting and, degree that she has. I, I I'm not sure that I'd ran into someone that had that a degree in equine. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, my pet sitter is is a vet student, and so I'm meeting a lot of equine, and, and that's her specialty is it's, equine. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm still thinking it's a reference to Star Wars. <laughs> well, CSU is in Fort Collins, and and that's their veterinary medicine is their big thing here. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Daniel, you mentioned fifty plus. So, um, I'll go. I'll I'll give you an example for somebody like that because Lauren is a recent student. So this would be perfect. A perfect branding using your own degree, your own uh, what you're going after for a branding for you if you're uh, a soon-to-be grad or a recent grad. So for Lauren, even though she graduated December 2008, I think that was early enough or late enough that we could reposition her as a recent grad because mm-hmm. that would be a good fit for her, you know, finding somebody that's looking for somebody like her. So her branding in bold and caps is recent animal health and science graduate and then in initial caps bold underneath that seeks a position leading to a career in veterinary sales. Well, it does sound a lot like an objective, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's it's a brand. And for example, I've got a branding on everybody's. Uh, leader, develop grassroots foundation to global organization. Hmm. You know, this is a nonprofit uh, na- national managing director that took it globally, this this for the first time. So that way you're coming out really in the top of the resume and telling your future prospective employer exactly what you're looking for in them and what you have to offer. Is that basically yeah, what the brand is That's all nice. about? That's nice, yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. almost uh-huh. a synopsis. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and just to give you another uh, variety, underneath with the initial caps for her, we put nonprofit, foundations, uh, grassroots clinical healthcare human services, mm. because their expertise is in all those areas. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, what about community service? You know, uh, some may say uh, that should be left off the resume. Is that true? I like to have the community service on your resume, and yeah. I'll tell you why. There are a couple of professions. There's a, the uh, educational field, if you're in academia, mm-hmm. uh, in educa- or in educational field, which is the same thing, um, they do look for people that have had a lot of volunteer yeah. work, and they look to see what you volunteered in. I, if, if the community service is going to be experienced, it's not going to add value, and it's going to create a one-page into a two-page resume, it might be something that you might leave off for that reason. But other than that, I like to include community service on all the resumes because it adds your character yep, to your resume. I was, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I was going to say, boy, because it does. It shows your character, that the kind of person shows, that you are. Yeah. You know? And in addition to that, let's say you're an accountant and you volunteer in the role of a treasurer. It also adds value by including additional experience that you've held outside the workforce. It's mm-hmm. true. That's absolutely right. We tell uh, people that are out of work right now, and they're, they say, well, if I write down that I haven't done any work in, in two months, that's going to look bad. And, you know, and for some companies, that is true. Uh, we tell them, get involved in the community. Do something. That way, even if you're working a couple hours a day helping out doing something, you're doing something, you can put that on your resume. Mm-hmm. Right, and do you know that the people that uh, most of the people at Hiring for Hope are probably ninety-eight percent are all volunteers? No, I didn't know that. And yeah, and they, I mean, I just had somebody because I'm one of their career angels, and I just had somebody that's been out of work for two years, and wow. I, maybe it was one year, I can't remember, but I have either one year or two years, and I. You know, I didn't ask permission or anything, but I told him, you know, because I know the customer relationship manager, and I know he was able to do this too. But, I, you know, this person came from Hiring for Hope, and, and he volunteers there too. So I put his, his role there to fill in the, that gap so there was no gap, mm-hmm. that's, whatever his title was. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Well, there you yeah. have it, the five resume writing myths. Uh, or five, the top five, right? Because I'm sure there's a whole lot. <laughs> I threw more. my extra curveball in there. On <laughs> yeah, purpose. yeah. There's a whole lot more myths out there. We know that you have to deal with, Kim. But those are the top five. So that's fantastic. So tell people where they can learn more about uh, you, and if they're looking for a resume, uh, where how they can get in touch with you to get that uh, written. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, you can find my website is again. Daniel mentioned it earlier. Uh, just Resumes, it's plural, just resumes, USA.com. And uh, my phone number, I'll, I'll give you the number, but you can actually, you can find my phone number, all my contact information and email off the website there. And it gives you all the information about me and my coaching and resume writing and the processes and, and everything you want to know right there. And we also know you're very active on Twitter, so you can also find Kim at Career Coach Kim on Twitter as well. I love Twitter. <laughs> yeah. If you're not on Twitter, Twitter is a great place to look for jobs too. And I have yeah. blogs written on my website on how to do that. And just networking well. in general, you know, Twitter makes it so easy to, uh, you know, meet other people that are out there kind of doing what you might want to do or, or you know, you can learn from for sure. It's great networking. Right, you can follow the companies. Mm-hmm, yeah. Get to know the employees. That's right. 
Well, you've been listening to the Dream Job Radio Show. Our special guest has been Kim Marino. She's career coach Kim, and uh, she is the founder of JustResumesUSA.com. But we thank you so much for coming on the show again, Kim. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I love um, spending time with you. And, and, and uh, Leah. We love it. We too. love you too. <laughs> <laughs> she is so much fun. Yeah, we're so excited that Kim joined us, and we just discussed with her as well uh, pre show that she's going to come back and discuss some interview myths. Right. So look for that probably sometime in December or January. Sounds great. All right, so what's coming up next week? Well, next week we have a very exciting show featuring Mike Barefoot. It's entitled, What Recruiters Want. What Recruiters Want. Yeah, Mike's a seasoned, long-term recruiter. He's going to give us the inside track on what recruiters are looking for. Can't wait. So, what else? Anything going on this week for us? (laughs) Well, yeah, actually, we have our Austin Job Seekers meetup coming up on Monday the, um, what is Monday, the 3rd, I think? We don't want to date ourselves if someone's listening to this two years from now. Yeah, it's true. Well, just go to <laughs> Austin Job Seekers, Google that uh, meetup group, and you can come out and join us if you're local here in Austin and just basically have a great time, talk to other career seekers, uh, get the down low on kind of what's going on, resume tips, all that kind of stuff. And I might even buy you your first beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, till next week, this is Daniel Laxton's. This is Leah Laxton's. And this is the Dream Job Radio Show. Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio.